Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. Introducing Doug Lawrence, International Certified Mentor. Certificate of Achievement in Mentoring Certificate of Competence Mentor Certificate of Competence Journey Mentor and a member of the International Mentoring Community This is the man of the hour the man of the moment He's the author of The Gift of Mentoring and You Are Not Alone These are his publications. Doug is an international speaker and he's also a volunteer mentor with the Sir Richard Branson Entrepreneur Program in the Caribbean and with the American Corporate Partners in the United States. So consider Doug as your new mentor. We are certain he will consider my friends, let's welcome now live in the breakout room, our guest, Doug Lawrence. And we are live in the breakout room. This is Andy, your partner in service, in community development, in love, in peace. And remember the three watchwords, happiness, health, and prosperity. We have a surprise for you guys this moment on the show this episode it's a special episode we're dedicating it to a whole lot of people who are in need of good mentoring and we have one of the best if not the best in the world as our guest let's introduce mr doug lawrence doug how are you sir i'm doing great thank you good i just want to thank you sincerely from the depths of our hearts for joining us in the breakout room on andy's personal development on our show. So let's get right into it. When the name Doug Lawrence is mentioned by people the world over, what is the thing that you want come to their mind most, Doug? Considering yourself as probably having a legacy already established. When they hear the name Doug Lawrence, what is the first thing that you want to come to their mind? Two words, caring and compassionate. Right. Love that. You care to elaborate? Why? Why those two words? Because I honestly, truly do care about every person who I come in contact with. Um, and I have, with everything that's going on in the world today and what has gone on, I have a great deal of compassion for what that's done, done to people and what they have to deal with in order to, to be able to, you know, keep moving forward. 
Great. I love those words, care and compassion. But tell me, is it something that has been reflective of your childhood days or some part of your life where you had an epiphany moment and it has made such an impression upon your lives that you now feel you have to give back and care for people in that compassionate manner? You know, when I, th when I think back, um, it, my childhood years would certainly not be reflective of caring and compassion. I think the, and, and I take that from a relationship perspective is that I had a mm -hmm. great relationship with my mother. So there would be definitely caring and compassion coming from there. My relationship with my father was not so good. So hmm. there, there would, there wouldn't be that, there wasn't the role model for caring and compassion that one would hope for, it, you know, ideally to have both sets of parents emulating that behavior would be the best, but you, you work with what you got. Right. I understand. And could you go back to the time when you went from being a young man to a teen? What was it like for you growing up in your neighborhood with your family? Could you recall any of those moments? Oh, quite vividly, actually. So <laughs> uh, I was a um, Saskatchewan, uh, province of Saskatchewan farm boy. So I grew up on a farm. So I spent right. most of my childhood years um, helping on the farm, doing things mm -hmm. that, you know, somebody my age, if I were to take a look, my children never had to go through what I went through. So I, at a very early age, I was helping take the crop off. I was, you know, we had a commercial seed cleaning plant and I would take mm -hmm. the night shift and do all sorts of, you know, different things like that. Um, yeah. So my, my upbringing was very much focused on strong work ethics and being able to, when I did get time to be able to socialize or develop relationships with, so actually in most of the cases, it was with my cousins. Okay. So your family life was pretty strong, right? It, it yes, I yeah. The best I I would have to say yes, it was pretty strong. Um, other than you know dealing with the fact that my my father was an alcoholic and that you know mm. played a little bit into sort of some of the outcomes that you know we ended up getting and some that we didn't get. Yeah. Okay. When was the moment that you decided, that epiphany moment for you, you decided that mentoring was going to be your thing? So I, I had been in a lot of leadership positions and mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was mentoring people but didn't really know that's what it was that I was doing. Yes. Um, it, yes. was, it, it was just wasn't that. And where this all started was I was um, I was in a leadership position and I actually was job coaching university students. So students that were going through for getting their higher education and uh, right. were trying to get into the job market. And so I was actually mm -hmm. job coaching them. And what would happen okay. is what would happen is that the relationship I had as a job coach ended up morphing itself into a mentoring relationship because they would come yeah. to me and they'd say, 
this happened in the workplace and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Can you, can you tell me what to do? And so I would yeah. ask them a bunch of questions, guide them to where they had to go. And they, there was actually a number of students that said, you need to do this for a living. We can't afford to pay you, but I'm sure somebody right. could. Right. So, right. so that's right. how, that, that was when I started at that point, I decided there must be more to this than what I'm seeing. And so I started to do some research and stuff. And, and I found that there was a, a, a market niche for what it was that I envisioned that I could deliver. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Doug. Sounds intriguing. Um, tell us, in terms of life lessons, do you recall your, your personal growth and development? Do you recall any lessons that you would have learned that you could uh, relate to as a result of uh, getting involved in mentoring? I would have to say there, there would be a couple. The, uh -huh. the, first, the first would be working with um, a young person and helping them go through a number of career changes and, and realizing that, you know, gee, people actually do kind of listen to, you know, the, the advice and guidance in my lived experience. Um, okay. So, so that, was, that would be one of the sort of the epiphany moments that, that mm -hmm. I would have, would have had. The other was that, and it was as a result of my service in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and ending up with post-traumatic right. stress, it was right. that I had my family, my wife and my two children that I, I leaned mm -hmm. on very heavily and they were always there for me. And what that message sent to me was that family is of the utmost importance, no matter who you are or where you are. Great. Thanks, Doug. Sounds good. Now, you have worked with a lot of people involved in the military and so on and, and helping them deal with PTSD and stuff. Um, challenge to deal with some of these guys, or I shouldn't say guys because they're, they're both male and female and other sexual orientations, but what kind of challenges do you come across in dealing with these people from the armed forces? One of the main ones is that a large percentage of them in some way, shape or form have got um, mental health challenges. So whether it's post-traumatic mm -hmm. stress, whether it's uh, depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. a, a number of things. But what I have found so far with the, the number that I've worked with is that mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a common sort of a common denominator and, yeah. you know, yeah. They don't actually have to be somebody who has served in a combat role. It can be just okay. even be even working uh, in the military and being involved in uh, maybe providing services to somebody who is has been in a combat role. So yeah, it's and what I try to do going into that is I try to in order to get a better understanding of what we're working with is I try to go into it and I do what I call sort of a scan of the individual to see if there's mm -hmm. some, some body language or if there's, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that, that I can say, okay, there's something more here than, than just the normal converse, mentoring conversation and what do we need to do to, 
kind of peel the, the skin off the onion, so to speak. Yeah, wonderful. wonderful. Tell me something, Doug. You, you got in writing. Um, you have two books, basically, that you've published. Uh, is there more than two, or are we right with research? Um, there, there's two books, The Gift of Mentoring, published in uh, 2014. And, right. you are not, and You Are Not Alone, we just published in right. January. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I'm, How did you... <laughs> I was just going to say, and I'm, I'm gearing up to start to write the next one as well. Okay. Okay, great. What was the impetus behind the writing? I mean, what, what triggered you to begin writing? And how did you transfer it into the first publication in 2014? It was actually uh, some of my colleagues who said that because of my knowledge of mentoring and mentoring processes that they said, uh -huh. you need to, you need to write a book. You have okay. to, you have to okay. write a book and, and tell the story. And it, it was mm -hmm. write the book from the aspect of mentoring 101. So just give people the basic understandings, sort of give, give them the tools they need to, to be good mentors themselves. And so that's, that's right. the approach. That's the approach we took. Okay, great. And what about the, the second book, You Are Not Alone? Well, that that was sort of self-discovery in that when I started to, I was doing research on mentoring and mental health. And I had some people, once again, that, that said to me, kind of took me off to the side and said, listen, Doug, mm -hmm. everything, you know, we, we know where you want to go with this and you need to write a book. Yeah. And okay. And, so the book, the concept behind the book is mentoring and mental health. And so mentoring is, I, I view mentoring as part of the support structure for mental health. All right. Um, great. Sounds intriguing. Now, you said that you're looking to write a third. Uh, so that's coming on soon. But I want to go back to something that you mentioned with regards to family and how important your family have been supportive to you and touch on something a bit personal. You lost your dear wife of 43 years in uh, 2021 February. What was that experience like for you, Doug? I'm still living it. You know, wow. I'm, I'm still, wow. I'm still, it's, it's been one of the toughest days that I've gone through in a long time was the uh, one year anniversary of her passing. And that was extremely, extremely tough. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm a participant in a bereavement peer-to-peer uh, -peer counseling group. And mm -hmm. I'm, in, I'm involved in another support group that is focused on mental health. And that seems to have, have helped, um, mm -hmm. but every day, every day, I I look to see where she is. Okay, and she's not. Wow, and she's not. She's she's not. Wow, wow. Yeah. But have you internally, emotionally, and otherwise developed any coping skills as a result? You know, in dealing with her passing, what has that meant to you from those perspective? It's been a challenge to to figure out, you know, my coping skills. Like I, 
you know, I have I have a memorial table set up where I have, uh -huh. you know, a picture of her and her urn, and it's mm -hmm. in it's in the family room here in the house, and you know, I I focus a, a fair amount of attention on that that memory table because that gives me okay. some degree of of solitude and some degree of, of peace. Um, yeah. And, and I'd be, I would be lost if it wasn't for the three other people that are part of my bereavement support group. Um, okay. Okay. They, they've become, they become part of my coping mechanism. Okay, great. We empathize with you, Doug. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always a great adjustment period in one's lost uh, a partner, especially someone has been there for that length of time. We understand. We may not be in your exact position, but we, we do empathize. Um, tell us a little bit about the International uh, Certified Mentorship uh, Association. Were you part of the founding um, crew of that, of that association, and how did it come into being? So I, 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 I pretty much got to take you back to when I, <laughs> when I first started my journey. And right. so when I, when I first started my journey, my, my research said, okay, you, 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 need to, you need to provide mentor certification and you need to create, mm -hmm. a, you need to create an independent body to certify mentors. Yeah. And so, okay. I worked, so I worked with a company uh, based in the United States, and we created this certification process. And it, and mm -hmm. it, while it didn't take off to the extent that we all would have liked, it still planted some seeds. And what ended up happening was a lot of the mentoring community said, "Your certification is based on knowledge. That's great, but we need yeah. it to go beyond yeah. that. We need it to to actually focus on creating competent mentors." And so, okay. I ended up I uh, ended up partnering with somebody new who who has a vast knowledge of the certification process and how that equates to uh, ISO or international standards organization right. standards. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up uh, we've been partnering together now for three or four years, I guess it is, and we've created a certification path that people can go through based on them initially based on their knowledge of mentoring process and concepts, and then evolving into how do you apply that in a practical sense in a, in mm -hmm. a mentoring situation. And so where we are okay. today, yeah, where we are today is we have sort of four levels of certification that a person can go through and, that's all handled by my business partner, Dr. Hobbs in Calgary, and he takes care of all of that because I still want to keep that independent body for mentor certification. Um, I want to keep that's my was my vision, and I want to keep that intact. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, Doug. Tell us a bit about Talent C. How did that come into being and, and, and what kind of services do you provide for people who would reach out to Talent C? So Talent C was the company I initially started to begin my mm -hmm. mentoring journey. And so 
Um, where it's where it sits today is that I provide uh, all different. It's basically all things mentoring. So I can come into an organization and I can help them implement a mentoring program in their organization. Um, in fact, I'm actually working with a couple of organizations as we speak to help them put, you know, mentoring into practice. Um, I do mm-hmm. lots of one-on-one mentoring. So I do uh, what I call leadership mentoring. So I will work yeah. with a leadership team in an organization using mentoring skills to help them develop the skills they need to be effective leaders. I offer a service that I call mentoring versus termination. So if a company is looking at terminating an employee, they can bring me in and I'll spend about five hours with that employee with the idea in mind of a behavior change taking place and getting that employee back on on uh, back back in step with what the organization is looking for. So from a productivity aspect, they uh, they come back into the organization as that productive employee that they once were. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I, I think there's a whole lot of need for stuff like what you're doing. In the world today, especially with people having to deal with the challenges that we are facing uh, coming out of COVID-19 and so on. I just want to play, Doug, for you a very short video recording. And you could tell me what was the inspiration behind it or the thought process and the kind of effect that you wanted it to have on people. So here we go. Mentoring is defined as a two-way trusted relationship. We both have to be open, flexible, and willing to learn and grow and understand that it's a journey that we go on together. Could you elaborate on that for us a bit? (laughs) Yeah, so the the video speaks to the, the definition, sort of the core of what it is I do. And so mentoring Mm -hmm. is a two-way relational uh, arrangement where both the mentor and the mentee are going to learn and grow together on a personal and a professional basis. And so part of that can be the personal side is I I look at it from the aspect of, is this person struggling with self-esteem, self-confidence, self-doubt, self-worth, sort of all the selves and, we need to deal with those first before we actually can start to do any career development or, or pers- or professional growth, because they right. those those things will act as obstacles or barriers to being able to get mm-hmm. any forward forward motion or any forward progress. And so that's that was okay. the the idea behind the that particular statement in that video. Great. It's it's like, uh, and I think I'm right in thinking this way, it's like sort of removing all the clutter and the cobweb to make sure <laughs> that they get bearings right before they actually choose a, a career path. Very interesting. Interesting, Doug. Great. Thank you so far for all the interesting and valuable and personal information you have shared. We just want to go on a short commercial break and we will be right back live in the breakout room with our great mentoring Doug Lawrence. Stand by. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests. 
but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. Or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development. And we look forward to your communicating. Help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Bye for now. Okay, great. We are back in the breakout room and our man in the hour, our man in the moment, number one mentoring guru. <laughs> That's my personal commitment to you, my friend, Doug Lawrence. Doug, I just want to ask you, uh, I find something very intriguing. I've been looking at the career and the achievements of Sir Richard Branson for quite a while. And, and he's one of the most interesting billionaires on the planet to me in terms of all the things that he has mastered and the many ways in which he has reached out to people. What is your work like as, as a volunteer mentor with Sir Richard Branson's entrepreneur program? What is that experience like for you? It's absolutely phenomenal. Like I, I've had the opportunity to work with some great young entrepreneurs um, in fact, it's interesting we're having this conversation today because yesterday mm -hmm. I I reconnected with one of the the entrepreneurs that I had been matched with probably a couple of years ago now, and we just we reconnected just to touch base and see what each one was what each one was doing and how things were progressing. Mm -hmm. And I was interested because it was it was a restaurant in in uh, Kingston, Jamaica. And right. I was, they had some good growth uh, plans in place. And I just, I was interested to see whereabouts they were with that. And so we had a great conversation around that, but I've, I've worked with somebody in the restaurant business, uh, somebody in the information technology space. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was one other one, those were the ones that, that are most memorable for sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds interesting. Thanks for sharing, Doug. Uh, looking ahead in the future, in terms of the continued impact that you want to have positively, of course, on people's life, what are the plans for Doug Lawrence going forward in terms of your career and, and your ability to continue mentoring people at the level you're currently doing? You know, I, what I what I see taking place right now is I view the the landscape, the work landscape, is that I, I see a huge need for mentoring in organizations uh -huh. as well as you know in a capacity a one on one with individuals. But here's the right. interesting right. part: is that what I also see is that there is a place for mentoring in the mental health space, and if mm. I view mental health is a silent pandemic. It's something that 
you know, we see statistics and stuff like that, but we're not doing as much as we probably could in order to be able right. to help to, to help people deal with with, you know, whatever mental health challenges that they're currently facing today. And I see mentoring as, as a way to be able to deal with that. Wow, great. Uh, I'm intrigued by something. You know, I, I do some studies on research as well. And I'm thinking, is there some sort of correlation or connection between uh, people's past life in terms of a traumatic experience that they probably did not have closure for and the current situation where we would need mentoring because mentally there's a block there and the jail can't seem to break loose. Is, is there some sort of connection to stuff that would have happened in the past that is still there that, that needs to be broken free of or closure as, 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 as we see in our profession? Yeah, there is. There definitely there, there is. And I quite often will suggest to people that, you know, it's people that are dealing with, uh, there's obviously something there that they're not willing to talk about. And so what I have been suggesting mm -hmm. to a lot of people lately is to sit down and journal. So write out. Yeah. Yep. everything that's happened, how it's made you feel and all of that, and then take the journal and burn it. Hmm. Light it on, wow. light it on fire yeah. and burn yeah. it. And, yeah. and that that's going to give you a release of all mm -hmm. that negative, all that negative energy is going to just be released. And that's going to be part of how you're going to be able to work your way through and, right. and get, get to a better place. But you're absolutely correct. There, there, I find that everybody has got sort of skeletons in the closet and are mm -hmm. in a lot of cases are afraid to open that door and, and let those skeletons out so that so that we, me as the mentor working with you, you know, so that I can help you deal with those. Yeah, great, intriguing. Uh, Doug, what would you say to if you had an opportunity to speak to leaders, uh, men of influence who influence society, they influence the media, they influence the lives of billions of people because of the fact that they simply lead, they're an authority, the head of governments, head of states, as the case might be. If you had an opportunity, a platform to say something to these guys with regards to the power of mentoring and how they should profile themselves to be a motivator, to the people of their nation, what would you say to them? I what I would be saying to the people is that you need to embrace the gift of mentoring, and with mentoring, you're mm -hmm. we can take you through helping you get the tools that you're going to need in your leadership toolkit in order to mm -hmm. be an effective and to be an effective leader. And it can be done through working with a mentor who is going to help you or is going to transfer their knowledge of mentoring mm -hmm. processes and concepts, which ironically are much the same skill sets as an effective leader. And so okay. I, would be, I would be saying to them, you need to embrace mentoring. And the other thing that you need to do is you need to be concerned about the well-being, the mental health of your employees today, not six months mm -hmm. from now, not two years from now, but you need to be concerned about their well-being today because if you don't, not only are they going to continue to 
suffer and have to try and figure out how they're going to cope, but it's also going yeah. to have that impact on your business. Right, right. Indeed. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Uh, in terms of what is happening in, in our world today, in our society, I know that there are people who are having a lot of challenges personally. Uh, the impact of COVID-19, the new norm, everything being virtual or more or less hybrid as the case might be. What would you say, what advice in, in, in mentoring would you give to struggling persons in business, especially in corporate organizations uh, where they have to deal with persons who are under tremendous personal stress and it's a challenge for them? What, what sort of advice would you give to people like these? I, I would strongly suggest, so two, two things. Number one is that mm -hmm. um, a lot of us live in a closet and we live yeah. in a closet because we're afraid to come out and ask for help. So number one, mm -hmm. if, that, if, if I've just touched a, a, a nerve on one of your listener, listeners by saying, well, I, that could be me, that's what I want mm -hmm. you to be able to recognize is that Yes, being in the closet could very well be you. And it's okay right. to open yeah. that door, reach out and say, hello, I need help. And right. our obligation, organization's obligation, is to have somebody there that can reach out and say, let me take your hand and walk beside you as you begin your healing process. And if, if, we, okay. don't, if we don't do that, we're doing a great injustice to that employee as well as to the world as a whole, because we're contributing to, mm -hmm. right? We're contributing to the fact that it's a silent pandemic and we're doing nothing about it. And that has yeah. to stop. Yeah. That's got to stop. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing. In the many years that you have been mentoring Doug, is there any one or two experiences dealing with persons or teams or corporations that stands out in your mind that has left a long lasting impression that you could always recall easily? I have, well, it's actually interesting. In a conversation yesterday, I was reminded of one of my lived experiences where I was working with this uh, young person and um, we had a mentoring session set up and we got together and we were about 45 minutes when I decided it was time for us to call it a day. And in that 45 mm -hmm. minute time period, I did all the talking and this individual, <laughs> wow. this individual basically sat there and, you know, nodded their head every so often, but mm -hmm. didn't say, didn't say a single word. And so I always yeah. ask at, yeah. the, at the end of every session, what was the value that you got from our conversation today when right. in fact right. I, did, I did all the talking. And what they <laughs> said was, was very profound. What they said to me was mm -hmm. that I could see myself in the stories that you told about yourself. So in my lived experience, okay. they, they could see themselves in that lived experience. <laughs> Excuse me. And what yep. it did for them was it helped them with their self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-worth to the point that when we were done, they got up and walked out and they were in a place in their own life where they felt safe and they felt 
empowered and they felt that they could take on anything. And they went out and said to the boss, give me whatever you got, I'll get her done today. And so it was a huge, huge empowerment that way. So that's one that's always stuck in in my head. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks. Sounds good. Um, Looking at the world today, dog, in terms of uh, current affairs, what's happening, or maybe it's something historical, but, you know, we all have our pet peeves. If there's one thing that disturbs you, what is happening in the world today, what would it be or what is it for you? You know, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's the fact that one person is holding the rest of us, <clears throat> excuse me, in the palm, in mm-hmm. the palm of, in the palm of their hand, and we don't seem wow. to be able to do much about it. Hmm. Okay. It's and I'm I'm concerned. Wow. But, you know, the things we we have so many challenges going on. I mean, like I said before, before we came on air, we are still adjusting from COVID-19. We are still trying to deal with what is called the new norm. You know, economies are still trying to recover and stuff. But, you know, we still have this ongoing situation in Ukraine to deal with. What would you say to the people in Ukraine, dog, if you had the opportunity to mentor some of them? You know, they are broken, they are displaced, they are disheartened, they're disillusioned. But if you had the opportunity to have just a few minutes of their time, what would you say to them? You know, I I would want them to know that they are truly an inspiration to the rest of the world. And that, you know, that means that means more than anything else that I could ever say. But it's just the fact that they are truly because of what they are still doing, even mm-hmm. this very time today, um, they are truly an inspiration. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, is there any instances where folks would have been on a mentoring program while they were in the military and have since gone on or transitioned to civilian life, but somehow or the other they feel they feel that they still need to get uh, mentoring stuff from you? Is there any continuation of folks from the military into civilian life? I actually have a couple. Um, one for sure, now that I think of mm-hmm. it, one that with the uh, American Corporate Partners Program in the U.S., yeah. where we did the, the one-year requirement. So they, they have a program their program is set up that they assign a mentor to a service person for one year. And then mm-hmm. the, the expectation is that they should be able to navigate things on their own. Well, this one individual, <coughs> excuse me, he and I, sure. he and I have, um, we've stayed in touch and we still talk mm-hmm. regularly. Um, his wife is retiring from the, the military here coming up in April. And I was invited to, to be there to, to be part of the, the celebration. Nice. Sounds good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. In terms of mentoring, Doug, um, if, if I were to ask you, and I am asking you, were there anyone 
person or persons in your life that you would have looked up to as a mentor, someone that you would turn to uh, for that level of consistency in your life if you have had in a bad day or, or, or bad patch and you know that there's just one person or two persons that you could reach out to, but be in, in that category of a mentor to you, who would that person or persons be? There'd be two people that come to mind right away. The first would be my mother. Uh -huh. So my right. mom was, right. she was my, she was my role model. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and the second one would be my uncle. Oh, he, okay. He, he was, uh, he was a member of the, uh, uh Royal Canadian air force. Mm -hmm. So he was a service person. So it's, it's kind of interesting that now the work that I'm doing with the U S military, a lot of it, you know, is somewhat similar to, to with my uncle. And, but he was always the person that he just had this demeanor about him that you, you felt safe and comfortable and, and all the right things. Anytime you had yeah, an yeah. issue or a problem to deal with, he would be the one of the first that I would go to. Yeah, great. Family. Family is so important. Yeah. And that is something that a lot of people need to be reminded of because, you know, there, there are situations where folks just don't know who to go to. Yeah. Um, finally, Doug, when you look back over your life, over the years that you have been on planet Earth, uh, if you had the opportunity to change anything about what you did or what you experienced, is there something, an experience or anything at all that, or a decision that you have made that you would have changed if you had the opportunity to? I think I would have, part of me wants to say that it would be the idea of moving to the mentor certification from a, uh, it would be moving away from the education piece to one of competence would be the best way. Okay. So I would have, okay. I would have, I'd have done that a lot sooner. Um, mm -hmm. Because I, I just, I think that had we have done it sooner, we, we might be further ahead than what we are today. And the other part, is with that is the connection with mentoring and mental health. I would have, I would have fast tracked that a lot quicker than what I did. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Doug Lawrence, for being with us in the breakout room. You have been encouraging, and you have given us a lot of food for thought and a lot of value. I'm sure that you have shared with our people. We have come to the end of the interview, but I just want to give you a minute or two, Doug, to share your handles with people if they need to get in contact with you. And I, I, I would intrigue to find out if there's any possibility at all that you can do some level of mentoring for them, your books and so on. I'm just going to get myself off the screen and give it all to you so you can share your information with them. Okay, thank you very much for, for this opportunity. And... The best way, so the best way to get in touch with me is through uh, through LinkedIn. So if you do a search on Doug Lawrence, and you'll find my profile, and then you can message me through that platform if you so wish, and it'll give you some degree of comfort if you go through and you you read the part my profile on that. So so LinkedIn is is one. 
The other is to, uh, through my website, so www.talentc, so the word talent with the letter C on the end, .ca, and just go to the contact me uh, button on, on the homepage and uh, click on that and fill it in and send it off to me. And if you wouldn't mind just referencing uh, Andy's show today so that I know that it, that's where the contact and that came from. And then... <clears throat> excuse me, another way that you can reach me, and that's probably your better choice, is uh, just simply through an email, which would be doug.lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, at talent C, so the word talent with the letter C on the end, dot C-A. So that's doug.lawrence at talent C dot C-A. And, and if you send me uh, an email and let me know what it is you, you're looking for, whether it's a uh, a mentoring session or just to have a conversation you know about mentoring or to if you're experiencing some mental health challenges and you're not quite sure what you want to do or how you want to deal with it i'm more than willing to uh you know give you that opportunity to have that conversation with me and we can uh, take it from there one other website for those those of you listening that are interested in the certification is uh, I'll point you to a, a, another website, www.internationalmentoringcommunity, and that's all one big long word. So www.internationalmentoringcommunity.com. And there's lots of material in there on how you can go through the mentor certification process, and um, and we'll walk you through that when the time comes. So, so you there you go. You've got a pretty good uh, pathway to get access to me and please feel free to reach out at any given time. Okay. All right. Great. So much. Yeah. And I was just going to say the two books that we referenced, the gift of mentoring and you are not alone are both available on amazon.com and Uh amazon.ca. Right. Wonderful. Lots of value loaded there. And thanks for the mention of us in the show. We're so appreciative of you being here with us, Doug. We thank you so much for the time that you spent with us. And I have to repeat the value that you have given to our people who are listening to this show. I know it will be immense. And we look forward to being in touch with you in the future. So this is the end of our show. And we thank you so much. For listening at Andy's personal development, we thank Doug for sharing with us valuable information. Remember, folks, our three watchwords are happiness, health, and prosperity. So continue to subscribe to Andy's personal development on the Love Bits A channel for the information and the inspiration that lead to your transformation. In parting, I would say to you, Godspeed. Shalom, Namaste. Until next time, all the best. And this personal development. Take care. See ya.